Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Salt and Light, where we'll cover foundational principles for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Enjoy this episode with ears to hear and hearts that listen. So let's go check the facts with your host, also known as my dad, Casey Harrison. Welcome back to another episode of Salt and Light Ministries, where our mission is to boldly illuminate genetically altered Christianity and replace it with a firm foundation of relationship with God while empowering disciples to disciple. We're currently in a series called Foundations, where we've covered the basics, which are the basics for your foundation for relationship, and we've examined the goal. If the basics is the start line, the goal is the finish line. And last week, we started a mini-series within the Foundation series called Submitting to Sovereignty, where we're finding answers to a very controversial topic of God's sovereignty versus free will. Now, this topic's essential to your relationship with God, because how you perceive God and His sovereignty today will determine how much you trust Him tomorrow. A healthy relationship requires both partners submitting some form of control to each other. That's how you build trust in a relationship. And that's why it's vital to know who it is you're getting into a relationship with and how much control they can handle before you just jump into bed with them. That's also the reason why we asked three questions last week to determine God's characteristics. And those questions were, who is God? You know, what are his characteristics? We found out God's all-knowing, all-powerful. He's everywhere at the same time. And combined all of that together, it shows his ultimate authority. God is sovereign. The second question is, what are his limits? How much control can he handle? Since creation is his creation, we as his creation can't impose limits on our creator. And if we can't impose limits on him, then he's unlimited. God can handle all control. The third question was, how much control does he offer us? Remembering that creation is his creation, God has the ultimate control and dominion over all of his creation. So he chooses how much control he's willing to share. To sum up part one in the context of relationship, God is the potential partner that can protect, provide, and preserve you. He's perfect in every way. God can handle all control and all control that we submit to him. He has no limits unless he puts those limits on himself. I'm your host, Casey Harrison, and this is part two of Submitting to Sovereignty. So if it's important to know our partner before we get into a relationship with them, then wouldn't it be equally as important to know ourselves? Of course. And that's why we're going to ask the same questions of ourselves that we asked about God last week. Who are we? What are our limits? How much control do we have to offer when it comes to the relationship? And when I say we, I mean mankind. So let's go into that first question of who are we? First, we're created beings. You are a created being. Genesis 2.7 says, And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, 
and man became a living being. A short time later, God gave Adam and Eve a command to be fruitful and multiply, which means that you are the descendants of Adam and Eve. So if you're the descendants of Adam and Eve, and God told Adam and Eve to multiply, that means you're not an accident. You're not an abnormality of nature. You're not a product of evolution. Because if you were, then God was lying when he said in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God knew you before you were born, which means you're not an accident. You're not a mistake. You're a created being. Secondly, you're the perfect expression of God. Now, why do I call it an expression? Glad you asked. Genesis 1.26a, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. We're made in the image and likeness of God. That's why I call it an expression, not a clone. Because being made in the image and likeness of God doesn't mean that you're an exact replica. You're not God's clone. Psalm 139.14, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works that my soul knows very well. And the Greek word for fearfully there in the text is yara, which means to cause astonishment and awe. I call it the wow factor. As the perfect expression of God, you have a wow factor that points others to the amazing ability of the person that created you. The best example that I can think of to illustrate why I call you an expression would be a newborn baby. A baby is the product of two parents. Another way to say that is a baby is the expression of two parents coming together. Most babies are beautiful. I'm going to be real, not all, but most. They're made in the image and likeness of their parents. They're not clones. Have you ever heard somebody say, oh, he's so cute. That's all. Or they might say, oh, she's got your eyes. Oh, he looks just like you. Those comments bring recognition to the parents that created that being. Because that baby is an expression of its parents. We are the perfect expression of God, our Father in Heaven. So we're created beings. We're the perfect expression of God. And the third thing mankind is, is flawed. You're flawed and imperfect. I'm flawed and imperfect. Wait, you just said that I was the perfect expression of God. <laughs> I did. And you are. At least you were. I mean, back in the Garden of Eden, when God created Adam and Eve, He gave them a limited amount of control out of His own. So in Genesis 3, 1-11, we see where Adam and Eve took the control God gave them and disobeyed God with it. If you're not familiar with the story... God created Adam and Eve and gave them a command. You can eat of anything in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan comes into the picture in the form of a snake, tricks Eve, and plants a thought into Eve's mind, and she eats the fruit of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. She hands that fruit to Adam. Adam eats. They both disobey God. And that disobedience is the original sin that allowed what was inside of Satan to come out into this world. Because disobedience is the failure to obey the rules of someone in authority. And we already know God has ultimate authority. 
So in Genesis 3, 14 through 19, God issues his judgment for that disobedience. And if you're not familiar with that judgment, God says, women, it's going to suck for you to have a baby. It's going to be painful. Men, you're going to have to work hard for everything you have and struggle. Snake, get prepared to be killed by men and women all around the world for the rest of eternity and get out of my garden. We're the product of our ancestors. Fair or unfair, you're the product of your parents' choices, good and bad. Therefore, we're the products of Adam and Eve's choices, good and bad. So everyone has sinned. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Ecclesiastes 7.20 says it pretty plainly. For there is not a just man on earth that does good and does not sin. Psalms 58.3 The wicked are estranged from the womb, and they go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Paul writes in Romans 3.10 the most clear definition of this. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So let's bring all this back together in the context of relationship and how we're limited. If mankind is a created being, then we're bound by the limitations of the one who created us. And you can see examples of this just by looking at your phone. A phone was made in a manufacturing plant ran by human beings. It was an idea that a, that a guy had to create a phone. And your phone's got limitations. It's got limited processing power. It's got limited memory. It's got limited cell service, depending on how close you are to the source tower. That's a sermon all in and of itself. But basically, your phone is limited by the limitations its creator gave it. So we're limited by the boundaries that God put in place. Therefore, we can only handle limited control. Secondly, if mankind's the perfect expression of God, then God's the only one who can honestly say what you're worth. No one else can say what you're worth. An artist that creates a stone sculpture, the artist puts the price tag on that sculpture. No one else. Oh, but wait, it's only worth what someone will pay for it. That's a fair statement. You're right. It is only worth what someone will pay for it. And if you're God's creation, he set a price on you to buy you back from sin and death. And that was the price of his son dying on a cross. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. God set the price to have a relationship with him. And his name is Jesus, and he paid that price. You didn't have anything to do with controlling your worth. God set that. You are limited in that control. And if mankind is flawed and imperfect, then it's safe to say that we're going to make mistakes given control. I mean, that's already been proven back in Genesis. God gave Adam and Eve dominion over the earth. He gave them the ability to rule it. We're Adam and Eve's descendants. So we were given the same ability to rule over the earth by inheritance. Genesis 1.26b explains all of that. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created them, male and female. He created them both. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on this earth. God gave Adam and Eve dominion over everything on this planet. 
But to really comprehend what that means, you have to go back to the Hebrew word for dominion, which is rada. Guess what dominion means? Sovereignty. God gave Adam and Eve sovereignty or control over earth. And control is the ability and the power to influence and direct people's behavior in the course of events. God gave Adam and Eve sovereignty over the earth out of his ultimate sovereignty. And how limited was Adam and Eve? They ended up giving that dominion over to Satan when they disobeyed God. And remember when I said that's what allowed what was originally in Satan to come out into this world? That's when that happened. That's what allowed weakness to flow into the earth. And that weakness was found in Satan in the beginning. When God is speaking through Ezekiel in Ezekiel 28:15 and talking to Satan, you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you were filled with violence within and you sinned. Weakness was found in Satan. That weakness turned into an action. That action turned into a sin. The act of giving our dominion, our sovereignty, our control over to Satan in the Garden of Eden is the very reason that we're flawed today. We had limited control, and we couldn't even handle that. Basically, mankind's proven that we're a partner not capable of handling control. And if given control, we'll devise our own demise. Now, realizing that, realizing that mankind is unqualified by logistical standards alone, we're unqualified to be in a relationship with God, that's not easy to reconcile. In fact, that's impossible for us to reconcile, which is why it's important to remember that everything I've been talking about when it comes to who mankind is was after the original sin, not what God intended mankind to be not the way God created us in the beginning. So when that thought runs through your mind, wow, I really am worthless. I really am unqualified. I want you to remember one phrase, but God. I'm unqualified, but God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16. God chose to give you choice through sending his son to pay the price for your redemption. So he gave you the choice of whosoever. But I've cheated on my wife. Whosoever believes in him. But I've been a drug addict for so long. Whosoever believes in him. But I know everything I've done wrong and I don't deserve it. But whosoever believes in him. But I'm, insert here, whatever you've done, whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Just get your butt out of the way and let God put his in there. Because Jesus already put his butt on a cross to save your butt. So instead of but I, remember, but God. <sighs> okay, so let's start winding things down and let's bring together last week and this week. Last week we realized God is the partner who's capable of more than we could ever ask or imagine. God is unlimited and he can handle all control. To sum up this week, it's safe to say that we're the partner who is capable of destroying the relationship all on our own, as proven by Adam and Eve. We're limited, and we can barely handle the limited control we were given, not without help. 
and that help came through the person of Jesus Christ. Mankind is limited. God is unlimited. And with that being established, we know God's characteristics and we know mankind's characteristics. So next week, we're going to concentrate on what sovereignty is and what it's not. That way we can fully understand how and why submission of both sides is vital to building a relationship. Until then, I'm going to give you some homework. That homework is to take this week, let God's Word settle into your spirit. Go back through these podcasts, listen to the scriptures again, read them for yourself, let them solidify and become firm inside your spirit, unmovable. Continue doing your basics. Read the Bible, pray, meditate on God's Word, and allow the Holy Spirit to blend together who God is and who you are and who you're supposed to be. Open your hearts to the reality that we all need a Savior, and we all need to know that Savior. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Salt and Light. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to email us at office.saltandlight at gmail.com. Again, that email address is office.saltandlight at gmail.com. I'll try to bring those out on future podcasts so we can get those answered for you. Be bold. Be strong. Be blessed.